This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Hello and welcome to the Inside Carolina Postgame Podcast. I'm your host for this one, John Siegley. I am joined by Dewey Burke. Dewey, we were just talking a little bit off air, man. Heels picked up a huge, huge win over Florida State, 78-70 to in the Dean Dome. Let's just start here. It was a tale of two halves. When you were looking at this game, Dewey, what do you think was the reason why the Heels were able to overcome that halftime deficit and just really take control of this game in that second period? Yeah, you know, I didn't feel maybe as bad as some others did at halftime because we had played so poorly and, you know, we're down 10 with them having the ball with that last possession and we give up a layup, no passes to go down 12 at half. And I just had a feeling, number one, we couldn't shoot it that bad again. I was hoping. I thought we'd, if we could take care of the ball a little bit better, I thought coach would probably get on those guys a little bit for their defensive play in the first half. And I, I hoped we would come out with more energy and allow the crowd to get into it. And we did, you know, we obviously, we spurted right out of the, right out of the gate to start the second half, which really helped uh, give us some confidence, but we had a long stretch there. Where we didn't turn the ball over. Uh, then mm-hmm. from like the eight minute mark to the three minute mark, we started turning it over again a little bit more, which was, which was frustrating, but overall we took better care of the ball and uh, gave ourselves a chance to be successful on the offensive end. And uh, as a result, played much better and shot free throws fantastically well. Yeah, free throws was a huge, huge positive to see in this game. And I thought that the Heels really ratcheted up on the defense intensity as well. I mean, they really limited Florida State to the easy baskets that they were getting in the first half. Did you see anything really different in that second half, Dewey? Was it just the guys executing the system and sticking with their assignments? Yeah, I thought our communication was better and just effort level, right? I mean, there's a little more enthusiasm. We played in that second half a lot more like we played against Louisville and not at all like we played against Marquette. So these guys, um, for whatever reason, they have, uh, they have varying levels of emotion, which is not, uh, not what you necessarily would want to see. You'd want guys to always be into it mentally and, and be bringing it with enthusiasm, but we didn't have that in the first half and we had it much better in the second. So it wasn't anything crazy. Well, I don't think it was some, uh, some big adjustment. I think coach probably, Talk to him specifically about taking better care of the ball. Let's get shots. Yeah. Just getting shots is such a huge advantage for us because we're great on the glass. And uh, we were fortunate to make our free throws a lot better, uh, especially I think we made 18 to finish the game straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was our effort and enthusiasm that I thought really carried us in the second half. And, we, and as we said, took care of the ball. And they really got out and tried to run more in the second half. And, and the, a big part of that was Walker Kessler, who had a couple big-time transition plays. Let's start talking about some individual players, and I want to start with him. I mean, he finished with 20 points. I mean, just a big-time outing for the freshman big man who has really come on later on in the year. What are you kind of seeing from him 
in these games as why he is really starting to put points on the board and be a force? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing, and, and I mentioned this in the mailbag that I do with Ross, I think the game has slowed down for Walker. He, he's been able to to keep his pace uh, relative to ACC play, and whether that's a combination of practicing against Dayron and Garrison and, and Mondo every day and uh, getting game minutes, but he's been able to to raise his level so that he can, he can just stay with the speed of the game. Uh, he always had plenty of skill. You know, he seemed to be uh, lacking some strength early on, but to me, he was always a step slow and he's caught up, he's adjusted. And so I don't, I don't think that was a, a necessarily an effort thing. It's just sometimes when you get to the college game, you don't realize how big and fast and strong these guys are. You don't, you don't understand it, especially if you're seven one and your whole high school career has been, you know, not easy, but it's been a, a different level for you because you were so much bigger than everyone else. Well, now everybody's big. Everybody's faster than you. Everybody's stronger than you. And so it just took him time to adjust. And I would imagine his practice level has been elevated. So consequently, coach has given him more minutes, a longer leash, and now he's producing. He was fantastic tonight. At times, was the best player on the floor. And don't ignore his four blocks. He was a rim Mm -hmm. protector for us against a team that is very big. I mean, Florida State's one of the only teams that is as big as us. And uh, he helped protect the basket on some key plays in that run in the second half. And he also really filled in because Baycott had foul trouble early on, and it was just an issue the whole game. He finally got a big-time dunk there in the second half. I think it released a little bit of frustration there, Armando did. Looking at the rest of the box score, I mean, the, the next closest in terms of points was Kervin Walton, who had 13. Caleb Love had a, had a – he ended up mostly from the free-throw line, 6 of 6, which was huge down the stretch with 12 points. Who else really stood out to you, though, in this game? Do I mean, it was not a very good shooting game from a percentage-wise, but I think probably the the story was the rebounds because Carolina really fought hard on the glass all night long. They did. You know, I thought Leakey played well tonight, 6.7 rebounds and four assists. He didn't shoot it great, but made some free throws and took care of the basketball, only one turnover, two steals. I thought Leakey was good. I thought RJ on the offensive end, mm. even though his percentage was poor, that was a big three that he hit. Um, you mentioned Kerwin. The thing, the knock that you would have is between Caleb and RJ, 11 turnovers. It's just you're not going to sustain excellence without taking better care of the basketball. And ultimately, that could be what bites us when we get into the tournament. But uh, they make freshman mistakes. You know, Caleb yeah. makes a great play, uh, getting to the rim for that finish uh, early in the first ha- or early in the second half. Yeah, and then he has a couple brutal turnovers. He makes an unbelievable, I mean, all-time block on Scotty Barnes, who's going to be a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. And the next couple of times he had the ball, he turned the ball over. And then he made some free throws late, which was great. He got a shot block late, which was, you know, really another turnover. So he's feast or famine um, with our freshman guards. But um, RJ made a couple of big shots that we needed. Kerwin was really solid yeah. um, in terms of making free throws late. Uh, we're young. We're still young. But uh, this was an important win. I think probably got us in the tournament for sure. I absolutely. I mean, a win over the number 11 ranked Florida state. It brings Carolina to 15 and and eight overall. It's hard to see them missing the tournament at this point. Let's talk about the energy though, because you you brought it up early and I don't know if a lot of fans watching may have actually noticed it, but the camera showed that there were actually fans in the arena for the first time all season. I think it definitely helped this team out having a crowd there 
like you said, in the second half, they're able to get going. To me, there was a distinct energy level that's been missing. Talk to us about that. I mean, first off, as a player, do you think that they were able to feel that excitement and the energy from having fans in the building? In the second half, I mean, we didn't give them anything to cheer about in the first half. I, you know, it crossed my mind <laughs> yeah. that I, I felt bad for, I felt bad for the fans and the students. They finally get to go in the Smith Center and watch a game, and we play as poorly as we can play in uh, in the first half. Just about uh, shot the ball terribly, turned it over, and didn't defend. But I felt again, as I said earlier, only being down twelve at half, we could have been down twenty. We're only down 12. We needed a couple buckets to get going and the crowd would get into it. And that's what happened. And then they helped us. I mean, it's, you know, it's 3000 versus 21,000. It's a far cry from what it can be. Yeah. But I was happy for the fans that we played much better in the second half. And I think they, they needed each other. The fans needed us to play better in the second half to give them something to be happy about and make noise about. And the players, you know, they needed the fans to get into it. Uh, and they earned it by playing better and, and bringing their enthusiasm. So I thought it was a little bit of both. I thought they kind of did it together. Um, and, and when we cut that lead down to single digits and then tied it and then took our first lead, yeah, then it was there was some home court advantage, which was great. I know. It, it really is something where it's like you said, I mean, you're used to just 20,000 people in the D-Dome, 3,000, even though it was a much smaller crowd than what we're expecting. I think for the freshmen, it was kind of their first experience playing in front of fans. And maybe that kind of led to that poor first half in the second half. I think they did feed on it. Looking forward to the upcoming games, Dewey. Carolina plays at Syracuse versus Duke. I mean, they've been up and down, but how do you think a win over a ranked Florida State team can help them out coming into their final week of the season against two tough opponents? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you, right? Because we, we played so well against Louisville. They, you know, they were down and coming off a break and shot terribly, but we pounded them. We were beating Louisville 10 out of 10 times on that night. And then we come out laying egg against Marquette. So and it's another thing I, I make reference to the mailbag that I do with Ross. But I said in that that I, I unfortunately thought we had the propensity to probably have another game that left a scratch in our head, and that was the Marquette game. Hopefully we can learn from that and learn from the first half tonight that you cannot take, you know, not only a game or a half or you can't take possessions off. Yeah. You can't take possessions off against power five teams against the ACC. So we're going to go up to Syracuse, a big cavernous weird arena with nobody in it. It's going to be weird. Uh, (laughs) So, um, you know, hopefully we can bring our own enthusiasm and, you know, we'll, we'll see. But we got to go, go up there and make shots. They're going to play the zone. We should kill them on the glass like we almost always do. And I uh, got to find a way to win that game, not look past it, and then come back and have fans in the home game against Duke, which will be great. Yep. It'll be a really great senior night, both for the team and for the, the students as well. Any final thoughts, dude, before we go ahead and wrap this one up, man? You know, uh, it's funny on the message boards all year, there's been a ton of criticism of coach Williams. And I just want to point out that whatever it is, he said at halftime, we came out like a completely different team. Now, look, you can make the argument, well, what did he say halftime against Marquette? Cause we didn't get any better that night. The point is you coach the guys to the best of your ability. You give them the tools you feel like are going to help make them successful. And then the guys have to go do it and they have yeah. to bring enthusiasm they have to take care of the basketball. 
They got to be tough enough to make shots. They got to be tough enough to make free throws. And, uh, you know, coaches get too much blame when you lose and, and, and probably not enough credit when you win. But uh, whatever he said at halftime, it got through to them and they came out and gave the fans something that was deserving of, uh, of being in the building, which was great to see. So it was an important win for us. I think we're in the tournament for sure. No reason we can't finish these last two games 2-0 and and be riding a three-game win streak into the, into the conference tournament. Sounds good to me, man. All right, Zoe, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Have a good rest of your evening. All right, John. Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.